What's up, creeps? And welcome back to that little thing we like to do every week here at the Epic Film Guys. It's called Brain Stew. The motherfucking Brain Stew. Yes, that is correct, B. This week, our good boy, our friend, our co-host, Jeremy, is taking the week off. He'll be back next week to tell you all about his adventures, which... I myself had some of them with him this past weekend, but I will save that for when he's on the show. But Brady, Scream is still a massive topic for horror fans right now. It's basically like all about Scream. Mm -hmm. So we're going to keep that Scream train rolling. And we decided it would be fun. We haven't done another top five or top ten kill list in a while. So we are here to count down our top ten kills of the scream series and i'm super fucking excited to be here with you Uh to talk about the kills because that's what scream is really all about i mean yes we love the characters yes we love sydney prescott yes we love the ghost face mask yes we love marco beltrami's music everything about the series we love but the kills that's why you go to the movie theater that's why you buy the blu-ray that's why you watch these movies over and over and over again the entertainment value it's such an important part of this series Brady, tell me how excited you are. Come on, look! At, I'm looking at you. You look like you're ready to jump off a roof. That's how excited I'm ready to you rip are. off all my clothes and go streaking across the football field and see Principal Hembry strung up at the goalpost. That's how excited I am. Listen, you kind of sound like Amanda Bynes right now, so I hope <laughs> you're going to be very rough. careful. I'm, I'm oh. sorry. I feel so terrible. We had some friends that went to '90s Con that had paid for the all that photo op with the entire cast. And how amazing was it that Keenan Thompson showed up unannounced to fill in for Amanda Bynes for fans? Yeah. I mean, he didn't have a photo booth for autographs or anything like that. He just showed up to make up for that. And holy shit, man. I mean, fans that were there were absolutely like just out of their minds with excitement after they found out he was there. I can only imagine. I mean, he's a huge star. Yeah. I mean, he so seems like a stand-up guy, man. Like he's spent a lot of time on SNL. Like that's kind of his cash cow now, but you know, fuck man, he just every story you hear about him, it's like he's always in a good light. So, good for him. Yeah, 100%. I just not to take a dig at Amanda. I hope she gets help. I know she's been going through a lot of problems over the years and I've always loved her on that show and everything else she's done. It's it's always disheartening to see people go through mental health issues and you know, we, we all have our ups and downs, so yeah. all the power to her. Hope she gets better. But, Brady, enough of that. We're here to talk about more Scream. And I feel like, you know, we could take note from our good friend Ryan C. Showers from the Scream podcast. You, and You're great. And, and, and just do Scream forever. Like, it, it's a topic that I'll never get sick of talking about. And, you know, we have a couple weeks before we have Renfield, and then a week later we have Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. So horror is booming right now, but I still wanted one last shot at Scream while we had the chance. And before we get started in our countdown, I just wanted to congratulate on the air our winner of our Scream contest. We did Scream 6 with Paramount Pictures. Emily Reed is our winner. We announced that on Saturday and we contacted her and her prize pack from Paramount Pictures is on the way to her as we speak. I mailed it out this morning. So congratulations, Emily. And thank you everyone again to everyone that participated and entered the contest, we had literally over, I think we counted what, Brady, like over 6,000 yeah, entries. Yeah, a fuck ton of entries. That's how much it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw 8,000 likes on the Twitter post, like 4,000 retweets. 
it was absolutely insane. So thank you so much for showing your interest. I, I mean, that just goes to show not only did Scream 6 destroy the fucking box office and become an, a huge new win for the franchise, but everyone's just all about it, man. Everyone wants Scream swag, myself included. Yeah. So enjoy that bucket head, Emily. It's going to look fantastic. Congrats. But yes, the brutality, oh. the blood, the gore. We're here to talk about the kills of the Scream series and counting down our own top 10 list. I don't know what your list is. I'm excited to see if we have any crossovers in terms mm -hmm. of picks. As we always do, you are the youngest. <laughs> you are the peon. Oh. You are the junior the on this the show. Baby. Be ready. The Get baby. Get in my belly. Uh, so we'll start with you, man, for your number 10. So number 10 for me comes from Scream 5, 5 Cream, Scream 2022. Five and cream. it is actually the first person killed in the movie to start off Ghostface's new spree. I'm talking about Vince Schneider. Stu's nephew being killed in front of the diner. I think this one really fucking set the tone for the movie. Like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, we've talked about the opening of Scream 5 a lot, especially last year, and how it subverted your expectations by not killing off Tara. She survived, and you weren't expecting that. Uh, and then we get Vince, who's just like a dirtbag, really has nothing to do with the story whatsoever, but just it really sets the suspense again. And I talked last episode about how much the suspense means to me in these movies and how important it is. And I think this is where it really it, they, they captured it in this movie. You know, he's sitting there taking a piss against a wall. Um, you know, Justin likes to do it in a bush, but, you know, there's a wall. And, yeah, red right hand is red playing right on hand, stereo The lights system. come on. He goes over. It's that cat and mouse game. And then when he bends down to turn the ignition off and stands back up, Ghostface is right there. Just the quick little right in the side of the neck. And watching him just bleed out. It's juicing. It's so He's good. juicing. I, so number 10 is Vince Snyder from Scream 2022. An interesting thing, uh, Vince is played by Kyle Gallner, who was also in another Wes Craven associated project. Do you remember which one it was? Uh, yeah, it was a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. The remake of the And he was also in Smile. So he, yeah, he, he's getting around. He's actually very fantastic in Smile. I really I did enjoyed too. him in that movie. But that's a fantastic pick. Surprisingly, that one didn't cross my mind for oh, this list, but it is okay. great. And I loved the build up to that because it's 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 rare to see Ghostface just out kind of walking around on the streets. Mm -hmm. So that was a very surprising element that we got to see where they were bringing something different and original in five. So fantastic pick Thanks, there. Um, my number 10 hails from the sequel that the majority of Scream fans just love and adore to shit on, but it's one that I've come around on quite a bit, and I talk about it on the show, thanks to our good friend Ryan C. Showers. That is from Scream 3, Sarah Darling, mm. played by Jenny McCarthy, thrown through some glass, and of course, stabbed in the back by Ghostface Roman Bridger. As we know, it's the only solo Ghostface to the series. This whole sequence actually plays out much more like a scary movie scene than it does a Scream movie because it's Jenny McCarthy. She's kind of very comedic in all of her roles that we know her from. And honestly, she, you know, all things considered, seems like the type of actor that would have been primarily scary movie and not right. Scream. But she plays it well. She's good in the movie. And she's highly attractive. So it's one of those things where... You know, we're seeing this blonde bimbo character who's actually slightly intelligent in her character, and she gets off by Ghostface. And I just love the fact that she's in a studio office. You see that massive stab Ghostface 
mask on the wall and you know she's being chased through the costume area where you see all the ghost face costumes there's a lot of suspense in that scene and i think it's just one of the the best at least in terms of suspense in that entire movie for the kills and you know like i said you you get to see jenny mccarthy you know i was that kid that grew up watching singled out constantly and this is before your time brady but i wanted to be singled out Okay, (laughs) that's a good pick, man. I mean, you know, I'm sure it'll come up later for me, my love or my newfound adoration for Scream Three. But uh, oh, look at that! Look at us on the show, all loving Scream Three and shit like we should have been from the beginning. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Well, anyways, my number nine is not from Scream Three. My number nine is from actually the best Scream sequel there is, and my personal favorite, uh, Scream Two, and it is. The death of Derek Feldman, played by Jerry O'Connell, uh, we all know and love as the obvious boyfriend, right? Um, I don't know, man. Like Justin, you know, I, I fucking love Scream too. Like I, I could watch that movie just as much. Brady, you fucking know how much I fucking love Scream yeah. too. So I think too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know this. The ending of Scream 2 always gets me really good. Um, and especially here, you know, Derek's tied up to the prop for the play and Sydney finds him after he had his night of drinking. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Mickey comes out of nowhere and tries to sell the story that he and he and Derek are in on it together. And it's really hitting Sydney right where the first movie left off, where she's not sure. And Derek's trying to plead. And he's like, I'd never do it. And he's like, let me get out of here. And he's, I mean, he's selling it here, man. And then Mickey, you know, ends up shooting him. And it's not like the goriest death, but it's shocking because, you know, Mickey's unmasked and just pulls the gun out, shoots him in the chest. And then he's just like, Sydney, I'd never hurt you. And think it's just whisked away. And it's like, I don't know, like there's nothing super special about it, but it was always, I think, more of so the buildup of the scene for me and, and Jerry's performance. So Derek Feldman. Well, also, you know, the lead up to that, you as the audience member, you're thinking in your head, could it possibly be another boyfriend as a ghost face? So there is that question that you have. And then you have to, you know, kind of feel for Sydney. Like, dude, she's just trying to have a normal life in this really fucking nice guy that she just met, you know, at college that she's been dating. A doctor um, or a med student. And come on, he sings that song. Hey, I think I love you. Love you, isn't that what life is made of? I'm afraid, but I'm not terribly. sure of. <laughs> and um, it, but wonderfully at yeah. the same time, endearing. It's, it's lovable, it's, it's charming, it, it's it's cute and cuddly. But it, 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 you just you can feel her emotion directly after that death happening. Like holy shit! Like oh my god! Like this is happening again to me. I can't ever be happy. I can't ever have a normal life. And then of course we know what happens after that. But we're not going to go on for that. But mm-hmm. um, yes, wonderful pick. I, I, I'll be honest. Another one that's not on my list. Wow. So so far, so good. Um, I, I really do love the ending of that movie so much. I still think it's one of the best climaxes, if not the second best, next to the original. Mm-hmm. So fantastic Thanks. pick. Um, yeah, um, my number nine comes from Scream 4. Rebecca Walters stabbed in the stomach and thrown off a ton of stories down off a building onto a fucking car by Jill Roberts. Great fucking kill. I love Alison Brie. Alison Brie is amazing in every single thing she's in. 
And it's funny because when I saw Scream 4 for the first time, I wasn't aware of who she mm-hmm. was, right? And then it wasn't until years later when I got the Blu-ray and started making Scream 4 like a normal movie in my rotation list for, you know, annual watches. And I, then I had seen her in a bunch of other shit at that point. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, it's it's, it's Alison Brie. And um, she plays like the biggest agent bitch in the entire yeah. world and i love that yeah. about her you it's one of those characters that is written specifically for the audience to want to hate to want to see get killed by ghostface mm-hmm. and it's it plays out perfectly I, I think it's another one of the you know for this movie one of the most suspenseful scenes it's it's one of those very old school um kind of it hits that mentality of you go into a parking garage anywhere you go i'm sure it happens to you all the time because you live in a big mm-hmm. city i've lived in a big city before you go to a dark park parking garage no matter what time of night it is you kind of like look over your shoulder you know oh, what yeah. i mean um so it hits that nerve of that feeling that everyone goes through when you know they did it in 80s horror movies and in slashers and action movies all the time i always remember death wish 4 as being like probably the most cheesy but also the most over the top and scary of them where it's just a woman walking through a parking garage and then they get raped killed stabbed blown apart if you will um but this one just always nailed me as one of the most exciting and the reaction from all of the people below that see her body fall and splat it's just one of the most hilarious scenes out of the whole franchise so that was my number nine. Dude, that's a great pick from Scream. I gotta four. say, finally, I can I can pull from your book and say that is not on my list. I thought about it, but I mean, I gotta be honest. When we when you said that we were gonna do a top ten, I said this will be fucking easy. Like I could pick no problem. And then I looked through all the kills, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I I don't know about this one. Like there's so many that I was like I gotta leave it off. And like I'm I'm glad we didn't do just a top five because I feel like I wouldn't have really been able to get into quite as much, but. Great, great, great. I mean, pick. there's six movies of kills, and I didn't go through the list to count each movie's amount of kills and add it up or anything, but there's a lot of people getting murdered yeah. in these movies. No. So you, it, it takes a little bit more time. You got to have more than just yeah. five. No, I, I agree. So, with that being said, moving on to my number eight, we're going back to Scream 2022, and we're going with when Sheriff Judy Hicks is killed by Ghostface. When she thinks that she's trying to save her son Wes, dude, in the theater when I saw this, like you're, I mean, just again the buildup of the scene, and this is why I really was excited that this team was going to do Scream Six, and you can listen to our last episode to hear my thoughts on Scream Six. Um, pl- Which are but, wrong. you know it sucks. Flat it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> uh, but you know this whole scene where she turns around to go run back inside and just get stabbed again in her front yard in broad daylight and then gets repeatedly stabbed and killed like and it hits you a little hard like i have gone on record saying i hate the character of judy hicks i hate her in her lemon squares i hate her in scream 4 trying to be a home wrecking bitch i hate everything about her but i still felt bad when she got killed off like she wasn't a legacy character but she was like right in between and come on she's a legacy, she ain't no character. legacy character uh so I, I really, really enjoyed this scene. It, it had to make my list because it, it hits those suspense marks for me that make a Scream movie a Scream movie. So Judy Hicks. And I know you love The Kill too. I know we've talked about it in great detail, but I think this really set the, like this is where the movie really kicks off. Yeah, 100%. I think Wes, his sequence, 
leading up to this is probably one of the best chunks out of the entire movie for sure. Um, especially in terms of the buildup of suspense. And I think before even Judy gets offed, that scene with Wes feels like the most Wes Craven scene in the entire mm-hmm. movie. And then we have this awesome chase where she's just like, not chase, but she's rushing home rather. And you can feel the suspense. We already know, you know, Wes's fate at this point. But I love Judy. I love her Lemon Squares. I can't meet, can't wait to meet Marley Shelton at Monster Mania next month. I mean, she is an amazing horror icon. Mm-hmm. I love no, I'll her give her that. Valentine, yeah. you know. She's just fantastic in these movies as well, and I was so glad when they brought her back for part five. Great pick. Yet another one, Brady, <laughs> that is not on my I, list. You know, I didn't think it would be, and I, I think I know what you replaced it with, and I'll ask you at the end of the episode, but yeah. Well, I'm going to move right along to my number eight, and I never prefaced this with anything specifically in regards to do these have to be kills that happen by Ghostface's hand himself, so I had to put this on here, because when I think about this series, I'm thinking deaths, and I'm thinking what is the most impactful, what do you remember the most, what sits in the back of your head when you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep and you just can't stop thinking about Scream, and it is... Stu Mocker stabbed a bunch, head crushed, and electrocuted by a TV by none other than oh, Sidney Prescott from the original so mad at me. Scream. And you know what? This is, I get it, guys. Listen, I wanted him to be the killer in six just as much as you do at that point. I really did. Point, yeah. Even though I knew it was not practical, it was not logical, we know he's fucking dead. Kevin Williamson has said it. No matter how many times you tweet about it, guys, it's not going to bring him back to life. Now, that's not saying that if he comes back to life in some strange way, literally, you know, someone stabs him with a pole through the chest and lightning hits it, you know, a la Jason lives, and he comes back to be a zombie killer stew in the next one. I don't care. Fuck it. Whatever. Go supernatural. Go nutty. I'm down. But as per right now, Stumacher is dead in the timeline, and it's one of the most iconic scenes. So much so that they homaged it again <laughs> in Scream 6 again. at the end. Well, listen, it had impact. The audience <laughs> roared. I cheered. This time you it actually worked. Cried. You, you sat there and cried like a little bitch, Brady, because you were like, it's trying too hard. Yeah, I did. And I looked at the random person next to me and I said, do you understand what we're watching right now? It's filth. It's garbage. And he was like, dude, I'm just trying to watch this movie with my kids. And I was like, shield their You're eyes, like, man. Do you not know this is the worst <laughs> screen movie of all time? I just time? have to tell everyone that I find outside of this goddamn theater right now. I ruined a family's picture. They wanted to get a picture in front of the ghost face cutout sign. And I was like, don't do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Dude, you're that guy that ruins movies for people in movie theaters after they I'm see I'm Jeremy it. on the episode, but in real life. Spoiling. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Jeremy. <laughs> but uh, we love yeah. you, dude. No, great, great pick, man. Um, fuck, man. Sorry, I got thrown off with that. I got so mad about the fucking movie again. <laughs> Listen, in time, in time, you know, all wounds will heal. You'll be fine. And you know what? You'll watch it. I think in like two years, and you'll probably go. You know what? I kind of like it now. I, you're, you're right, I probably Justin. will. I will never say you're right, but I probably will watch it again. And say, I'll you so, will I say it right I'll, when I have you over my <laughs> knee. Don't you fucking dare. I think, uh, I don't know, if I softened on Scream 3 over, like what, 
an eight year period of between me watching it for the first time and me watching it for Ryan. I think. Uh, I mean, this this stands a chance. I, you know, never say never. Well, I remember. Listen, listen, and, and not to go off on a tangent. I remember specifically you watching five and texting me while I was in the theater watching it for my second time, and you not being so sure of how you felt about that one. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was talking to a few people at the horror convention I attended this last weekend, Creature Feature Weekend, you know, it's okay to reassess a movie later on in life or a few years later or even a couple months later. Like, sometimes you feel a certain way about something because you have fan expectations um, and there could be a number of different things that affect that feeling you have when you walk out of the theater. But, you know, we'll see. Time yeah, I'm going to keep an open mind. I'll give you that much. Um, but moving right along to my number seven now, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to apologize too, because I've gone back and forth between the same two movies and I just like, I really don't give a fuck actually. So like, I'm sorry to all the listeners. So why, Well, so I just want to say I'm sorry to the listeners apologizing? because they're, they're going to be t- like, you, t- <laughs> <laughs> well, I also just had this like, fuck you I, listeners. Very, I just had this very, um, like intrusive thought as I was saying, sorry that like, no, don't fucking say sorry. So that's where that came from. Um, but my number seven is coming again from Scream 2, the best fucking Scream sequel out there. Uh, and it is when Phil Stevens is the first kill in the opening sequence at the uh, at the theater. Is it the Rialto? Yeah, it's the Rialto. Yes, it's the Rialto. And, uh, On the outside, it's the yeah, Rialto. Yeah, it's somewhat some theater in Ohio, right? And uh, But he, um, man, just, I mean, and, you know, gets period in, in Scary Movie later on, but just getting stabbed in the fucking ear through the bathroom <laughs> stall and he's hearing like the giggling and he's hearing like the muttering and it it's god it's just so good and you know like as soon as that happens you know what's gonna fucking happen because he's dressed up as Ghostface, everybody in the theater is dressed up as Ghostface, and you know jada pinkett is waiting back in the theater and you know she's next and then what happens is just incredible but that kill specifically and then just to think like he died in the fucking toilet yeah, this is, I mean, there's a lesson to be learned here. It's leave people you know, alone in the bathroom mind, stalls. Mind your own fucking yeah. business, dude. Like, Also, the only other thing about this kill is how did he know exactly where his ear was going to be? Dude, we, we didn't see if he peeked over the fucking stall or That's not. true. You're pretty tall, so like you could probably look over the stall and like see where I was. And you're like, all right. The they also right could have looked underneath. I mean, either way. They don't show that angle. It's a very close-up angle. So you, it, potentially they could have looked. There could have been a very small slit in the front of the back. You know, I hate when they. Well, do no, that remember because he's like he leans up against it and then it cuts to Ghostface just like hauling back. So I don't I don't think there's enough time for that to have happened. Movie magic, Anyways, Brady. Very I'm not true. Upset with it. Very it's true. It's still my number seven. I love it. Phil Stevens. Imagine though the the scene still would have been fantastic had he you know went all the way with that swing with the knife and then went through and missed him slightly. Got and him then, on his way out or something. You know, got him on his way out or jumped over and what would have been this jumped over Ooh. the stall and then went onto the top of the head. But I, I know what you're saying. That's why the, the kill is so impactful because your ear is such a, such a sensitive, tender part of your body yeah. and getting a knife through your Ugh. ear. Oh my God. Or dude. think about this. What if he like misses and Phil runs out of the stall, but Ghostface comes out of the stall too and pulls him back into his and then like kills him in there. Kind of like how he pulls Randy into the van. You have a scene like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but that's Randy's kill, which I'll be getting to much, much yeah. later. Um, but no, I mean, it's a wonderful kill. I mean, to me, you know, uh, 
I've had a lot of time to process this after watching six two times. Like the opening of two is my second favorite opening versus the first. And I think I'm going to keep going back to that. You know that we both agree that two is the best sequel or our favorite sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so iconic. I mean, that opens in a fucking movie theater playing Stab while the audience is watching <laughs> a movie about the events from the first movie. It's just, and it's also nostalgia, which I always admit when that's the case. Yeah. So, wonderful pick. Another one <laughs> that's not on my list, Brady. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't Holy say. Maybe you've shit, taught me dude. so much in such a short amount of time that I'm finally sprouting my baby bird wings and, and flying away from the nest. Going off on your you've own. You've thrown up in my oh, mouth enough. Are you ready? You've regurgitated back my sustenance, and now I'm, I'm flying the coop. Well, we're getting down there, buddy. My number seven <laughs> is another... That was the most condescending way to brush me off and move along. I just want to say, well, we're getting down there, buddy. Anyways. How do you know I wasn't talking about getting down oh, there for real? Oh, Fright Night. For real. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my number seven is, yeah, another unconventional kill. It also hails from the best Scream sequel. My favorite Scream sequel, which is Scream mm. 2. Is it? I didn't know. And uh, I don't think our audience <laughs> I don't knows think, at this I don't point. Think so we'll just know. have to keep reminding them throughout the entire episode. And I hope that it bothers somebody so I can have someone on Twitter, you know, constantly retweeting. Because I don't know if you noticed this or not, Brady, because you don't really hang out on Twitter that much. I keep up the brand pretty heavily on the Twitter sphere. Um, but right after 6 came out, a lot, and I mean a lot, of people were shitting all over oh, 2. I saw like it. it was I the worst thing they've things. ever seen. And, I mean, my response to you would be, you know, uh, fill in the blank, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, seriously, like, go away. Like, watch more movies. I love that response. That's an easy response now. It's lazy, but it's really easy and... It makes people feel bad about themselves, which I don't like to do. But seriously, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that Scream Two is a bad movie, go watch more movies, please. Oh no, um, I a hundred percent agree. Like, I don't understand like when one movie has to comes out that in a franchise that you have to shit on every other movie. Fans immediately have to shit on at least one or two of the other ones in order for their opinion on the new one to remain. Like, more here's valid. an idea: like, you can have an opinion that isn't inflammatory, and it can still be a good opinion. You know, like I don't know, try that for once. Yeah. I mean, if you're comparing the two movies directly and, and you have points. But there's you know, no need to. I to mean, I get that, you know, I said it in the last episode that I felt like Six tried to rip off Scream 2 a lot. But I still feel like the two movies stand homage. stand alone on, or stand well enough on their own and on their own merit. Like, I don't feel the need to go on there and be like, oh, my God, like, you know, Scream 2 is going to automatically you know, still stayed the best sequel. I think I went on Twitter and said, like, it's, like, still my favorite sequel. Like, I shared something. I was like, it's still the best sequel to this day. But it wasn't like I was, like, shitting on six or felt like I had to. No, I mean, we all know that people like to get a rise out of other people, and that's how they get attention. And <sighs> that's that's where we're at. But, again, back to the mm-hmm. list. My number Getting seven, another unconventional kill. It's Officer Richards with a pipe impaled through his motherfucking head fucking by Mickey. Kill. Oh, great kill. Something that you hadn't seen in the Scream movies leading up to that point. 
Um, which is why I really, when I approached this list, I wanted to pick out the stuff that is the most original because we know for the most part Ghostface is a knife wielder and uh, depending on who it is under that mask, they pretty much just kind of stick to the same mm-hmm. thing. It's not like Jason or Michael Myers or Freddy where they get really creative or interesting with their kills. It's kind of always the same thing. So I had to pick out some stuff that really stood out the most with the most impact. And plus, this scene, Brady, from our favorite sequel... Another one that actually has probably the most suspense mm. and build up mm-hmm. and tension. It's just brilliant. And I, I you know, they definitely when they made six were like, let's do something to top that. And they did the ladder kill, which I'll be getting to in a little bit. One hundred percent. But yeah, this is a great scene. Um, amazing, fantastic build up. We, we have our heroin in the car and they're trying to get out and ghost faces in the front seat and i mean the gore level with this kill too with the fucking pipe through the head it's it's just beautifully done fantastic so that's my number seven dude that's a great fucking pick um it did not make my list oh my uh, god are you serious if we, this is exciting if we had gone to top 11 it would have been on the list <laughs> that's how close it was get the, get the, get fuck, the fuck out of here. here um so no, I cannot. So moving right along for my number six, uh, I think this is this one's going to be kind of a throwaway round since you've already talked about it. But Sarah Darling, Scream Three, um, admittedly, interesting, interesting. You have this this high. I think it's because all the things you mentioned. But if you think about Scream Three, there's not a lot of good kills in it. Um, yeah, I'll admit that. You know, there's an explosion. Um, there's putty from Seinfeld being killed off. Uh, but you know, I, I get why they had to tone it down and why they had to, had to make it more tame. But I think that's what makes Sarah Darling's kill so much better. And so I don't know if that helps it, but it just shines through me. And it's, it's fun. Like just, I, the scene, here's another one too, that I watched on TBS a lot as a kid when I shouldn't have, and I would watch bits and pieces of it. So I always somehow caught it at the opening scene with cotton. 100% 100% cotton. And then I caught it at Sarah Darling's scene. And so watching her get thrown through that glass window just terrified me. Like the brutality and the force, like I think it just goes hand in hand with what we've been saying is each movie seems to, you know, take it up a notch. Even three does. And that scene for me was like, wow, like I don't remember anybody getting well, yeah. thrown through a window like and, that. And, 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 and having that character played by Jenny McCarthy, who is this public persona who everyone knows is this goofy lovable but also yet sexy playboy playmate you know it made the impact that much more heavy when you're like holy shit like they're doing this to jenny mccarthy there's also that amusing aspect of it where it kind of seems cartoonish which which is why i love that it it, you know it balances those two things yeah and i think it's just again screen three did something cool where it brought in the the voice modulator and you know she's talking to who she thinks is roman or it could have been roman at the time obviously and then it just turns into Ghostface, and I love how it just it changes like that throughout the movie too. And it's really impactful in her scene because you can see her being terrified and like, what the fuck is going on? And and, and also introducing the modulator, it really made things easier for the whole rest of the sequels that we've gotten so exactly. far. So, so good job, Scream Three. Um, but yeah, that's my number six. What about you, man? Well, I mean, dude, we're down to the top five, and we're running right through this. We're slashing through it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the top five, and and this is where it definitely gets really difficult for me 
and I had a hard time with the top five because I'm like, man, it, this is this is it. This is the serious shit we're going to be talking about. But number five, this may be low to some. Tatum Riley from Scream, her head's crushed in the garage door by Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, thinking about Rose McGowan and Scream, this is what you think about, right? Oh, for sure. Am I right or oh, am I right? you're fucking right, buddy. Don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. I mean, she throws beers at him. I mean, th- th- this is where we found out, like, that Ghostface can be clumsy as fuck. I mean, he almost doesn't even get this done. Also, it proves that as much as we love Tatum, she's not the smartest person. Who the fuck tries to get through a garage dog door? I mean, have, she's have small. Um, I'm six foot tall, mm. and the size that I'm at right now, I would never fit. Maybe as a small. I was gonna child. say when we were a kid, like I mean, we tried. We used to play. So we had this like huge hound dog. My cousins did growing up, and he had like a like one of those wire metal cages right and we would always watch fear factor as kids and so we would put one of us in there empty and then like we'd get like the twisty ties from like bread and put twisty ties around the the locks on it too and then put a blanket over it and just turn all the lights off and the person had to try to get out there while it's like being shaken so um that's not a dog door but that's what it made me think of but i have also tried to crawl crawl through a dog door brady i just realized i made the most crucial mistake and it was only my number six yeah, you started fucking freaking me out, and I was like counting over here, like, oh my god, did I just move ahead? <laughs> this is how excited I was to get to our top five. So, <laughs> yes, that was my number six. Holy shit! Oh my god, yes. All right, all right. but yes, Tatum Riley is my number six. Um, criminally low, um, but I get it. Uh, there's again so many kills. Uh, my number five, <laughs> I say criminally, criminally low. Um is oh, criminally low. it's criminal how i jumped toward my top five Dude, i'm not already. even kidding i, just I freaked wait. out i was over here and i was like hold on and like you can't see my chicken scratch notes because i did paper notes tonight but i was like oh my god like i had scratched out one name and so like it's kind of like off-centered and i was like oh my god i'm like counting did i like i and then you finally caught yourself <laughs> this is going to be that fun moment where our audience is going to be like dude did this motherfucker really just jump from <laughs> <laughs> he's like that the, there's so many kills number We're gonna seven skip at number five um, <laughs> So then my number five, starting off the top five, is, again, <laughs> Scream 2, and it's, do you want to die tonight, CC? Now this shit's criminally low, no, motherfucker. No, it's not. Um, fucking love Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like, incredible. And even the small amount of screen time she gets here is so fucking powerful and so good, and her getting just chased everywhere and then throwing shit back down the stairs at Ghostface, getting to the top of the balcony, getting stabbed and then just thrown off the fucking roof. And then the scene ends with her body laying there and cutting to party music. Like, just incredible. Like, this is what a Scream movie is all about. And I think it just, it had to be in my top five. There's, you know, there's obviously four more that I think are better, but I think this one really just like kicks it off and it's, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure it's going to pop up on your list. It's just one of the best. Oh, you're so sure. Yeah, huh? I am. When our if lists it, have not lined up so if far. If this doesn't come you up on what? your list, I'm going to drive eight hours overnight and come down there and punch you in the goddamn throat. Okay. Well, I hope you do that. Then you'll stick around to come meet Corey Feld with me on Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so Cece getting killed. Scream 2 in the, in the sorority house. 
It's my number five. Okay. Justin, well, we're on number five. What's your number five? Okay, just 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 remind me. See, our, our mine audience was just from now. the the best sequel in the Scream franchise Dude. ever, Scream Two. Our audience, they know now. I'm terrible with math because they call. Someone already called me out on my math last week for. <laughs> Did they really? The birthday. Um, whose whose birthday did I get wrong? I already forgot. Um, oh my god, who was it? We're gonna sit here and try to figure I don't it out. Know. Anyways, I already, you got it wrong. I already forgot. It was it was somebody, and we were, and I was like eighty nine, and Jeremy's like, what? Oh yeah, you were like, they're in their like their their mid thirty, their their mid thirties, and we were all like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so this is just goes going to show to our audience and to everybody in the entire world how terrible I am at math. I made it to 10th grade math, and that's it. So, fucks, I give her zero. That's not bad. My number five hails from the new Scream, Scream 6. Poor Anika. Mm. Stabbed in the stomach. She's just the new love interest for Mindy. She's just there hanging out, wearing funny hats and shit, you know? Um, Lovable character. Didn't do anything wrong at all. She gets sliced in the stomach. Oh, God. And this is probably, aside from Gail's apartment scene, my favorite sequence of the entire movie, where she's trying to cross this ladder, you know, between the apartments mm-hmm. in these very tall apartment buildings in New York City. And what I love so much about this is that Ghostface is playing with his victim and extremely malicious. Ethan Landry is just shaking that fucking ladder. And you can imagine you're already wounded from being stabbed in the stomach, like really deeply. You're feeling it. And then you're trying to keep your life, man. You're just trying to stay alive. And I would never be able to cross that ladder because I'm so scared of heights. It just wouldn't have happened. I would have just probably fought it out with Ghostface and been killed being stabbed to death because I would not have been able to do it. She takes the leap and tries, and he's just grabbing that ladder and swishing it around and pounding it up and down, and she flies right off that fucking thing. Yeah, she does. Hits her head on a dumpster flat on her back, and we see how gruesome her death is. I mean, this is probably... One of the most gruesome, brutal kills of the entire franchise, and I just absolutely loved it. Um, I feel so terrible for the character because it's like, what did this girl really do? It, 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 honestly, it, it's a lesson to be learned. Another one on this list, you know, don't get involved with people that have been involved with murders. <laughs> if, if you're ever like, you know, out on a date with someone and they trauma dump and they're like, yeah, you know, like this hooded figure tried to kill me and my friends a couple years ago but like it's all right because they did the same thing to like a bunch of other people like 20 years ago but i lived that's that's your wake-up call to be like all right I, I'm that's good. what we call a red maybe flag get in that one night stand yeah, yeah maybe get in that one night sure, stand maybe if you're really hurting that, but that bad, could be the night that you get killed I, that could be that one chance where like you know, you're getting laid are you gonna risk it for the biscuit and ghost face comes through the window and but what a way done. to go out though you know? you're done at least you're yeah, getting late. Yeah, at least you're though. getting late, and that's the last thing right? you think of before you die. I maybe you won't even notice. Maybe you'll be having the best orgasm of your life, and you'll think that the stab wound is 
just part just the part of, of it. this new yeah. you've like it's like you've <laughs> this new type of <laughs> orgasm you've never you've achieved uh, hellraiser levels of orgasm essentially but yeah <laughs> this kill though it, it really did it had a huge impact and i i mean i remember at our press screening the audience just gasped yeah you know people freaked out over it, it was a great moment great build up great suspense fantastic from radio silence so that's my number five so we're moving on to you and i remember this time brady for your number four number four is it from scream four no i don't have uh here's a little spoiler i don't have anything from scream four on here are you fucking kidding me no let me check again no up until this movie scream four was my least favorite what do you want me to? What do you want me to do? Put the fucking cop who gets stabbed in the head, Anthony Anderson. You want me to put that kill? Is that what you want on here? Um, no, because it's on Brady, your list. That kill sucks. It's, on it's your number one, <laughs> and you. It's, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's that kill sucks. Sounds like it kind of is. Anyways, my, Anthony Anderson shouldn't have never been in a screen. Um, that's that's a really good good take. Um, my number four is from Scream Five. Surprise, surprise. And it is our good and faithful Deputy Dewey Riley's death. Painfully fucking low. Just over the top five. How could you? This is four. I know, but it's still low. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I. I How low could you I go? Mean, that's about as low. Can that's you get down uh, low. <laughs> uh, he got pretty low. He got about six feet low. Um. Ooh, ooh I love you, Dewey. I'm sorry. Burn. But yeah, man. I mean, like the whole sequence of him walking in. Shooting Ghostface, Ghostface disappearing, him unloading his revolver, loading it back up. He fu- you f- he fucking goes back, man, and he gets stupid, and he tries to lift up the mask and the phone calls, and he's just like, <sighs> all he had to do was shoot Ghostface in the head, and then Gale kills him, essentially. But his phone rings, he hesitates, looks, Ghostface kills him. And it's like, we've talked about it on the pod, it's one of the most gruesome kills. It's a beautiful death scene. It's exactly the kind of death scene us fans wanted for Dewey, knowing he was going to die, but it's still fucking sad, and it's still a very, very impactful death and carries over into the next movie well as as well. Um, so I, I had to put it on here at four. I, I miss Dewey a lot in the new movie, and I don't think I said that a lot in the last episode, but I think his character, the movie, definitely suffers from him not being in it. And, you know, they're trying to make Chad the new Dewey, essentially. And that's fine and dandy, but it's just not going to work because it's not Dewey Riley. I mean, he's going to be the lovable, cuddly, silly, goofy dude that's, you know, still a strong male presence. But, yeah, so Dewey will always be missed. And the saddest thing about that, and knowing that he'll never be back, is that we'll never be able to see him in another Scream movie. But I feel like... As we talked about last week and every other time we've talked about Dewey fucking Riley, he has skirted death so many times it was time for him to yep. go. There's only so many times you can cheat Ghostface Knife before it gets just overly silly and stupid. And, you know, it. I'll be getting to this much, much later. But, you <laughs> know, later. fantastic pick. Um, it, it, it is one of the best moments of the whole franchise. Yeah. So, great pick. Thanks, what about you? What's number four? Do you want to die tonight, Cece? Oh my god, it's one more after mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, one more after yours, because I picked better than you. Um, <laughs> um, no, Sarah Michelle Gellar is amazing. Um, 
you know, we're both huge fans of I Know What You Did Last Summer. I thought we you were had Ryan C. Showers on yeah. to do that movie last year for the for the anniversary and had a fantastic time. I just wish she had done more horror movies. I know she's done a handful. I know she's done a bunch. You know, she's a horror icon, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so on and so on for, for so, uh, so on and so forth. But she's perfect in this movie. Oh yeah. I mean, she's 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 just absolutely perfect. And another one of the best buildups with a lot of tension and suspense that we get in this movie is here and it's present in this scene. And Yes, she gets stabbed and thrown off the top of a roof. And I love when Ghostface has the ability to do more over-the-top stuff like this. Um, I would have loved there been more impact, but I feel like Wes Craven was able to hold himself back in a lot of ways with these movies that he did. You know, knowing how much people love Sarah Michelle Gellar, I mean, she was a massive star at the time. There was no way we were going to see, like, blood gushing out of her as she hit the ground. You know what I mean? It was done brutally, but with class, but with impact. And it's one of my favorite sequences of that movie, her getting the phone calls. You know, dude, she's a sober sister, dude. She's helping people out. She's there to give people rides and shit. Like, there's nothing about her that you can dislike. You know what I mean? She's trying to help people and stuff, and she's gorgeous. Absolute stunner. So, fantastic sequence. One of my favorites of the entire franchise. And her death is meaningful. It builds up the movie and pushes it forward. So mm. C.C. Cooper from Scream 2 is my number four. Mm. And that was by Mickey as well. Yeah. Great pick. God, I love that kill so much. I'm going to go watch Scream 2 tonight. Did I tell you that's my favorite sequel? Um, For me, wow, we're in top three now. Jesus Christ. And here's where Justin really starts yelling at me. Um, I won't yell. I promise. I promise I won't yell at you. I'm not going to yell at you like you're stewing on Billy. Right. I'm not going to do right. that. Um, <laughs> number three for me has already been mentioned, and it is from the original Scream movie, and it is Tatum Riley's death. Um, definitely, you know, outside of the opening to Scream, I think this is the one the one kill that I think of when I think of the Scream movie. Um, and just like you said, Justin, I mean, I'm not going to rehash it all, but that whole sequence in the garage where she's still giving ghost face shit and she's like acting like nothing's really wrong and then he cuts her arm and she's like okay this is like really fucking real and like you can see the fear come over her face realizing okay well like i'm trapped now she goes to the door it's locked she starts throwing shit at him hits him with the fridge and i also don't understand how this is billy and he's so uncoordinated and so i don't know not billy-esque you know like this is the kind of ghost face that you would expect to be stew um but that's i I digress there. And then, again, her trying to crawl out the door, but then her, her head fucking getting crushed, man, as she's going up, and then Ghostface just slipping right back into the party. Like, nothing happened. It's so fucking good. It's so intense. And, I mean, every time I watch the scene, my heart is just racing. And I know what's going to happen every time, but I'm still just like, maybe she'll get out this time. Maybe she'll make it through the doggy door. You know, and, and I'll make a great point, too, not to cut you off or anything, but it's the track on Marco Beltrami's score mm-hmm. on the soundtrack for part one, Tatum's Torture is the track listing. It is one of the best pieces of music yeah. ever done for the entire franchise. It just builds the scene and holds it up so high. It's just absolute perfection. Higher than her in that in horror door. music. Yeah. So that's my uh that's my number three, Tatum Riley. Justin. Great what's pick. Your number? Great pick. Not on my list. <laughs> 
Oh shit! Did I already forget that too? No, oh. it's all right. It's not math. You didn't forget it. it, it you know, it, it it may have been. It, it may have sh- should have been higher, but you know, it, it, this was a difficult list to come and figure out. And you know, it, things work out the way they work out. Yeah, sometimes you yell at your co-host and say that he's, you know, criminally <sighs> low on a pick, and then you just do it right after his pick. So you know, it's cool. Nobody really keeps track of that stuff. Yeah, which which makes me right, right you wrong, right, sure. which is sure, what I want to sure. hear. Um, but I may be yelled at for this being as low as it is. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Casey Becker is at number three. Killed by Billy. First opening kill and the first scream ever made. Stabbed a bunch, gutted with her intestines hanging out, and hung from a tree. Which I would say, and maybe you would agree with me, Brady, maybe you would not, that most scream fans hold up that image of that super fast shot of the Casey Becker prop, it's not really Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. hanging from the tree as one of the most, if not the most iconic kill images from the entire franchise. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's no way. It's nightmare fuel. I mean, it's just absolutely terrifying. And when you watched it for the first time, I think any Scream fan can attest that it just has so much impact. It just blows you out of the fucking water you're like oh my god if this is what the movie gives me in the first 15 minutes then what's it gonna do to me for the remainder you know no man i mean it's a great fucking kill and it's a great sequence and i mean i do think it's a little low on your list but i mean it made top three so i mean i can't be mad at that there's a good there's a very good reason i'm sure there is and 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 i'll explain that when i get to my number two so i mean i guess i'll go with my number two um Man, my number two. I went back and forth with this one, but it is also Casey Becker (laughs) getting killed. Criminally high. (laughs) Uh, You know, getting offed in in the opening sequence, and and poor Steve getting killed in the chair. That's gotta suck. Uh, But yeah, man, and and you talked about Beltrami's score in the last pick, but here, man. When she's running across the lawn and she's trying to crawl and the, the parents get home and they see the kitchen on fire and they can hear the phone and she's getting dragged away. Just up to that imagery of the quick shots of her hanging, like it's all so good and you're just gripping your seat and you're stuck the in there. The cue from hell. The is cue from called? hell is that trackless. God. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and, and it is so truly named and titled that it just fits it perfectly. And then just the, the, I, the scene that sticks out even more so to me than her hanging there is her reaching up and crumpling the mask and then like her eyes fluttering open a little bit to see who it is. That desperation. And then yeah. getting killed. And you can hear it on, on the phone, like the grunts and the, the slice. So for me, number two has got to be Casey Becker, man. Which brings us to your number two. Uh, fuck you. Oh yeah, I knew that. One. Everyone knew it was this one. Listen, Randy Meeks is my spirit animal. Anyone that grew up loving movies, you were the geek. You were trying to get the girl. You hung out with the cool kids. You weren't the cool kid. I always have loved and adored and found Randy and his portrayal by Jamie Kennedy to be one of my favorites of the entire series. He's my favorite character aside from Sidney Prescott. Seeing him get killed hurts me. And it hurts me so fucking deeply every single time that I watch it. I swear to God, I mean, seriously, it's... 
<laughs> you know, that's why I was so happy that Radio Silence really honored him in such a massive way in part five. You know, that shrine. <laughs> that his sister his has. sister's yeah. house. Um, it, it was beautiful. And I loved that, you know, there was some care taken there. I mean, he, he does get his little cameo in part three. It's clearly a much heavier Jamie Kennedy doing a, a VHS cameo because he's really thin in part two. Um, but the buildup to his death is fantastic. Gail gets the call. She hands it to Randy. And he just makes fun of Billy and Stu the whole time. He's got zingers. You know, he's mentioning horror movies. He's doing what you would expect him to do. I just love that he's he almost got killed in the first one. He's not scared here. He's on the offensive, not the defensive. You know what I mean? He's he's showing some balls here. Um, and I love that the character has grown from where we saw him in the first one. Also, when he gets pulled into the van, it's a moment in the movie that you're not expecting. Wes Craven is just so brilliant in doing those moments where you're like, holy shit. And then <laughs> you hear Cottonmouth King's <laughs> suburban life ain't what it seems suburban life the american dream with these these dudes walking by with their huge boombox as randy's getting tortured and brutally slaughtered i mean he gets stabbed a bunch his throat is slit and then when they open the door and gail screams he is just mutilated dude so they went out of their way to make sure you as the audience member felt the impact of one of your favorite characters. I mean, fucking correct me if I'm wrong, he is one of the most lovable characters and most relatable real characters of the entire series. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially leading up to that point, he is the audience surrogate because like, he is saying the shit out loud that you as the audience member are saying while you're watching the movie. It, just, it, it hits me so hard every fucking time. And, it, and also... It killed me because it would have been so fun to see Randy show up more in future sequels. I don't know what they would have done with him, but I just love that era of Jamie Kennedy and what he did with the character, how he played with it. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be that guy. You know, I'm the guy that goes to the con that wears the Randy shirt. You know, when we met him, the funniest shit ever. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. When you and I (laughs) went to Monster Mania in New Jersey over the summer last year, um, we did the photo op with Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy. We also did a separate one of David Arquette, which was beautiful. We both teared up after. But the one with Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy, when we <laughs> got wrapped around him, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard was like squeezing my bicep. And I turned to Jamie and I said, dude, just say the liver in the mailbox thing. Please just say liver in the mailbox. And he goes, he turned to me and looked at me in the face and he goes, liver in the mailbox <laughs> I heard him too. and then while we were taking the picture he goes liver alone i'm like dude how did you not remember doing the the jerry lewis did you hear that they put her liver in the mailbox from part yeah. one he didn't I remember, remember hearing that, he that. Did i was that. like what the fuck is going on just smile don't don't fuck up your like, smile I, I was like i was like what did he do um love jamie kennedy i watch his podcast all the time he, he claims that he's sober when he does those shows but i'm like if he's sober that's I don't want to see him drunk. a hell of a way yeah. of being sober. I don't know what it is that he's doing, but he's having a blast and his eyes are red and glossy as fuck. But love him to death. Love Randy. That's my number two. Randy makes and scream two. killed by Nancy Loomis. And it makes the most sense that she'd be the one killing him so brutally because, I mean, he calls Billy a mama's boy. 
on the phone. So yeah, yeah. Um, there it is. Wow, that was that was really good. Um, I thought that was going to be your number one kill, but it is not my number one kill because my favorite kill of the. Are you? T- are, wait a minute. You're telling me that that Randy's death isn't even on your no, list. No, I knew you were going to say it when I got to this point. No, it's not on my list. Uh, okay, okay. Just you can you can hand your resignation <laughs> on the podcast. We can just cut your mic. So please now. send it. Please please send via email with your signature after the podcast. <laughs> it's not because I don't adore <laughs> that scene. It's not because it wasn't impactful. I just thought that there were other ones that were more impactful Wrong! for my experience in my opinion no i i, I understand um, I, I understand I, I i understand we can we can talk about it <laughs> at some point okay uh but my number one is what i think to be the most impactful opening of any screen movie and the one that personally terrifies me the most is maureen evans getting killed in front of a crowd in the theater in scream 2 for me, when I think of the entire Scream series and I think of what kill sticks out the most to me, Casey Becker is right there, but Maureen Evans being surrounded by plastic knife-wielding ghost faces while she's being murdered and stabbed all the way up to the stage, and then on the stage, everybody's still cheering and cheering because that's something that you would see fucking happen today, man. And that shriek, dude, the shriek that she lets out this that howl is pure pain, yeah. and then to watch everybody kind of slowly realize, like, oh fuck, like this isn't this isn't supposed to be happening, and then they're taking off their ghost face masks, their eyes are wide, everyone's shocked by what they're yeah. seeing. Is this a hoax? Is this for the movie? Is this something that they're doing to put on for the screening, or is this yeah. real? And I just, I mean, Jada Pinkett here just sells it, man. Like right after. Um, Phil gets killed in the bathroom and comes back as she's trying to eat the popcorn and then she like looks at the blood on her hand and looks over and Ghostface is just staring at her and you then just fucking start stabbing her, man. It's just, it's gruesome. It's mean-spirited. It's evil. And it's exactly what I look for from a Ghostface. Does you ever think, because he, he's wearing Phil's clothes, that he left Phil like totally naked in that stall? Yeah. Which again, it's like you, you're... But also, like, how many? Do you, do you do you think that he wore his boxers too? And he left well, that's assuming that Phil was wearing boxers. Not everybody wears boxers. I mean, if he's like me and he goes commando all the time, then he wasn't probably didn't. Have to, I probably wouldn't want to wear the ghost face costume if I. Well, he said well, he he said while he was watching Stab that he was getting a stiffy. So yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I was ghost face and I took his his ghost face thing off. Do you think he died with a heart? He dick? probably did. I mean, we don't know that he was trying to pee in that stall. Why do you have to go in the stall? Very true. But that's my number one. Maureen Evans, Jada Pinkett, Scream 2, best Scream sequel ever. Justin, finish it off. What's the number one? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful pick. Also, not on my I thought list. you were going to say criminally low. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's honestly, it, it was one that I debated upon um, since that opening is so important to me. But no, my number one is from Scream 5, Deputy Dewey mm. Riley, stabbed and gutted mm. by Amber. And uh, much like you already said when you described why you had it on your list, to me it was a moment where I cried and I tear up every single time that I watch the movie. Dewey is such an important character to this franchise. He's so lovable. Um, 
you know, from part one to part five, he is just the glue that holds these movies together. Um, you always look forward to seeing him on screen. And what David Arquette has done with this character is just, you know, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, it's kind of like Arquette playing himself in a way because he's a very nice, lovable, caring guy in real life. And uh, Dewey shines through with that. And, you know, the moment that he wants to be the hero again and he goes through the elevator door like back now he's, you know, to try to take care of the situation, you know, as the audience member, like this is it for him. Like this is the last time we're going to see Deputy Dewey Boy out there wielding his gun, facing off against Ghostface. Yes, we had those fans saying, like, there's no way that Amber could have ever taken him down. You know, it's a movie. It's movie magic. And, you know, where we see Dewey at the beginning of this movie, he's not exactly in the best place in his life, not the most healthy, not the strongest. This isn't Dewey at his prime. Exactly. We'll we'll make that clear. Um, But the way it's shot, the way it's handled, the way that it's built up to... Um, it's somewhat far-fetched, but it has the most impact, I think, for me in seeing one of our favorite characters. It's, I mean, arguably, this is the first time we've had a legacy character of his caliber get killed on screen. We haven't seen Sidney die, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen part six, uh, Gale doesn't die either, you know? So it's... These guys have been with us since the beginning, and they've lasted this many movies, and... When we got to this moment, like it, it hits me every time. So much so that when we we hear that music in six, <laughs> and we see Dewey's picture, I cried both times I saw the movie. So my number one is Dewey Riley. Um, Great pick. And it was a joy. It was a pleasure uh, that you and I had the opportunity to meet David um, last summer, and he's coming again here to Maryland uh, next month. And his line is always hours long you have to line up at like six in the morning if you want to talk to him at his table but i may do it because you know you don't get those opportunities very often and any of you fans listening now that have met any of the cast of scream you know if you've met david what it's like that he's just such a lovable appreciative guy such a down-to-earth dude but ladies and gentlemen that is our top 10 kills from the scream series countdown I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about the list, my math skills, and how Scream Two is also your favorite sequel in the franchise. <laughs> yes, yes, that as well. Please let us know in the comment section of the post wherever you're listening to the show what your favorite kills are. And we just wanted to take the time to thank you once again for listening to the show. If you like what you're hearing, if you love what you're hearing, if you think Brady sucks. <laughs> And he should have fixed his list before he even tried to do a podcast tonight. <laughs> Please let us know on iTunes by leaving us a review or Spotify. It's even easier. All you have to do is leave us some stars. And if you're interested, we have a Patreon where we do special stuff when we get the opportunity to. And you can support the show. Also on social media, we're literally everywhere at Epic Film Guys on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to find podcasts. We are there to listen to. We're literally everywhere that you can find anything. Just search Epic Film Guys, Brain Stew, and you'll find us. But until next time, Brady, any closing words for our audience? Mm, no, I think. Other, uh, other, other than yes, we know Scream Two is your favorite Scream. I wasn't sequel. gonna say that. I think, I think I may have said it enough that it'll be impactful. Did you? Well, I don't, Scream Two is my favorite franchise. There, I said it. I had okay, to. I, was I, had to. Say, what, I had to. One more time. One more time I is good. To. But we miss you, Jeremy, on this one. But ladies and gentlemen, once again, I'm Justin. I'm Brady. 
And as always, we like to ask you to keep it creepy. <laughs>